Hey friends, welcome to episode 156 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dora Swift, your host, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I am talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. And today's guest is going to share how she is doing just that. My friend today is Julie Holmquist, and we had a truly uplifting an inspiring conversation about faith, drifting from God, callings, and the power of affirming words. Julie's an author, speaker, and host of the Kairos Moments podcast, and we'll talk more about that. And she has a beautiful heart for calling out gifts and talents in other women. And we'll explore the importance of words of affirmation and also how they can nourish our souls, but also to be careful because sometimes we might hear a word and we take it to heart and then we don't want to walk forward in our calling. Has that ever happened to you, friend? I think it's happened to me in the past as well. So listen in and don't forget my Bible study, Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You is available. Go to my website, doraswift.com and check it out. Or you can also find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And friend, I just invite you to grab hold of this Bible study and rediscover the joy that Jesus gave you. Friend, it'll change your life. So I know what Julie has to share will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Julie Holmquist. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to welcome my good friend, Julie Holmquist. She is an amazing woman of God. She is an author, a speaker, and she is host of Kairos Moments, a wonderful podcast. And I can't wait for you to meet her and hear her story. And so, Julie, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on today. Thanks, Doris. I am honored to be here. I'm glad we're able to finally do this. Yes. God's timing. Kairos moment. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, because I know you have a heart for calling as well. I do. I love to call out things, gifts that I see in other women because sometimes we're too close to see it ourselves, right? And I think the saying is, um, you can't read the label because you're in the bottle. <laughs> you're too close to it. Right. And so you don't necessarily always know what your gifts are, but I enjoy calling those out of women. And I've had the, the benefit of people all along in my life call those same things out in me. Um, they've, they've told me, I see a teaching gift in you and, um, you're very knowledgeable in the word and the prophetic and all of that. And so that kind of all comes into play, but I really do have a heart because I know what it's like for women to kind of feel aimless and not knowing, you know, is this all there is for me? 
Um, so I just have a heart for those women who need to know that they were created on purpose for a purpose and that God has good works that he prepared in advance for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can leave scratching your head, wondering what those good works are because they're not necessarily obvious, right? Mm-hmm. We just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other with what God's called us to do. And that is our calling just to be obedient to what he's put in front of us. Mm, beautiful. I love how you stated that simply because we, we tend to make things more complicated or sometimes we think, oh, are we walking in our calling? Are we missing it? And we don't have to get all angsty about that. So I love how you talked about you can't see the read the label because you're in the bottle. I don't think I have heard that. And that is so true. So when you see these things in other women, how do you usually approach that with them to encourage them? I kind of have a, a rule, if you want to say that, to my in myself, that if I notice something, I want to speak it. If I see something good in someone, I want to verbalize it because we're all just trying to get through the day sometimes. And when someone speaks a positive word into your life, what they see that you're good at, what they see God doing in your life, it's like water on parched soil. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I love it. And I have a friend, um, she was kind of trying to decide if she should go back to nursing school or whatever. And I knew that in the back of my head, but one time I just said, Hey, you know, Melissa, let's, let's play this silly game. I want to call out three things that I see in you. And then we'll do it. You know, we'll do it back and forth. And the three things I told her, she has a heart of compassion. She has a heart of uh, mercy and she loves to help. She's a helper and a giver. Mm-hmm. And she said, those words right there were the clincher that made her want to go ahead and start nursing school. Wow. I mean, she was in her forties mm-hmm. and her kids are grown. Most, they were mostly grown at the time, but she just, she felt encouraged to, to launch because she knew someone else saw those things in her. Mm. Yeah. It, it just goes to show how powerful words are. And that's what I love about you because you do, you, you want to encourage other people and tell them special things that you see about them. And I like how you were approaching it as if it was like a game, you know, cause that's fun already. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, and then when you see these things in people and then you let them know, because how many times do we think something about someone but we don't verbalize it. You know, like we might think, um, you know, like you said, you saw the, these gifts in this friend of yours. What if that was never verbalized? You just wonder how it would have affected the trajectory of her path. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I tell my husband, either he has the best or the worst in the five love languages, because I feel like I have them all (laughs) words of affirmation must be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But um, like, I'm the oldest of six. And whenever we had birthday parties, um, we started a tradition of going around the table telling what we love about that person who's Mm -hmm. celebrating a birthday. And after a few years, my family was like, okay, we're done with that. I'm like, no, I really want to (laughs) hear. Yes. So just as just as much as I love to receive those words, I love to give them Mm. and um, to see 
God used them to water maybe a seed of a dream that was already in their hearts. Yeah. Um, He just uses those things to water and to watch it grow. Yeah. I love the phrase you used earlier, water on parched soil, because everybody can grab that word picture and totally understand what that's like, you know, seeing the dry cracked or putting like face cream on dry skin. (laughs) But I think the parched soil is a much better word picture (laughs) for what you were talking about. But yeah, yeah, that's my love language too, words of affirmation. And so it it is interesting how, you know, if you love to receive feedback, because I think it's important. I mean, and it really takes somebody who's mature in Christ to be able to receive even not critical, but constructive feedback. That's Mm -hmm. for that person in love and not as critical. Because sometimes, you know, our spirit can get defensive, you know, and we can say, well, blah, 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 you know, and take things wrong. But we really need to kind of review and see what people are saying just to validate, is this something that is true? Is there something that I need to do? Because we could really get stuck in that prideful thing, right? So how, what about on that end of the spectrum, Julie? Well, I worked at Christ for the Nations. I worked at a magazine for four years and it was like my dream job at the time. Um, The first time I had my managing editor put something on my desk and it had all these red marks all (laughs) over it. Initially, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I shouldn't even have this job, you know, (laughs) but I, I kind of decided right then and there that if I'm going to grow in the gift that God gave me to write and to edit and all of that, then I need to be okay with those things. Mm. But you have to evaluate the source, mm-hmm. right, Doris? Right. You you can't just let anybody speak into your life. You have to make sure those people actually have an investment or they're vested in you. Mm-hmm. They love you. They want to see you grow. They want the best for you. And the other people, you can just let those things which it's easier said than done sometimes, right? but you just let those things slide off your back, yeah. right? Like water up a duck's back, but it's a process, mm-hmm. you know, it's not easy to get there, but it's a necessary part of moving forward with what God's calling you to do. Yeah. So well stated. And I think that's really going to encourage someone today. You know, someone might've received a note on their desk yesterday with a bunch of red marks, you know, so it, it kind of reminded me of back in, I remember back in English, I loved English. That was like my, my favorite subject. And I believe our teacher's name was Mrs. Lemley, I want to say, in high school. And I, I think it was the very first assignment. Everyone in the class, I think, got an F. It was just all like red everywhere. And that kind of triggered and reminded me of that when you said that. And it was so disappointing at first. And at first, we like wanted to be really mad at her and everything. But then over time... We could see how much she really cared about us. She wanted us to be the best that we could be. And she wanted to teach us so not to just let things slide. Because nowadays, so many things just slide and we're just like, okay. But, you know, it's not really God's best sometimes. So I I really appreciated that she did that because it didn't make me a better writer. It did help me to learn more because it really got my attention. <laughs> yes. Yes. So and we try to teach our boy. I homeschool my boys, all of them, except for one I did. Um, 
but I'm, I try to teach them the difference between excellence and perfection. Mm. You know, you, you, you give your all and that's excellence. Mm. And we have a standard of excellence, but we don't expect perfection because you learn from failure. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Another encouraging word for the listener today. And I love that you are teaching your kids that. And uh, of course they're growing now. Yes. Um, but you know, whatever you've instilled in them is precious because then they'll remember what you have taught them and go Hopefully. on to teach, you know, teach the people that are in their lives too forward, yeah. their kids and stuff. So that is quite a legacy. And I like excellence, not perfection, because yeah, the Lord never called us to perfection, but Jesus is perfect and we're righteous through him. And then yes, we can do all things with excellence as unto him. And we just you know, want to glorify him and let it be pleasing to him. So, and I love that you, you write and you also have your podcast. So tell us a little bit about how that got started. Uh, the podcasting started, I've had my microphone for like a year. It sat in my office for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother-in-law gave it to me as a Christmas gift, but I I kind of start getting bored with just writing Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm more of a talker than I am. Well, it just depends, but I, some days I feel like more of a talker than a writer. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it just brought life to me. And so I also want to take a moment right now and tell the woman who's listening that when God calls you to something, it will bring life to you as well. Mm You don't have to feel like, well, this must be God if it's hard, or this must be God if it's, you know, a sacrifice for me. Of course, there's that included, Mm -hmm. but God delights in us. He delights to see us come alive in our calling, in what we're supposed to be doing, what he's given us to do. We're, We're kind of experiencing the abundant life when our alignment is with his will. Okay, the podcast. Yeah, so basically, I I just wanted to talk and I love to share Kairos. The name is, it's not very SEO friendly. You know, I've been told (laughs) that many times, Mm -hmm. but I just can't let go of it. And I love the word Kairos. I always have. It's God's divine timing for something to happen. Mm -hmm. And I even named my homeschool Kairos Academy. So I've been in love with this word for years. And I think God has divine moments for us, especially when we're becoming like awakened to the calling that he has on our lives. Mm -hmm. It's otherwise we can drift. And I've spent a lot of time drifting, especially when a dream that my husband and I had didn't come to fruition. Mm -hmm. I kind of got bitter and angry and disappointed to where I kind of started drifting my life started drifting away. I mean, yeah, I was, I was still saved and yeah, I went to church and all this stuff, but it was, um, I started questioning everything, my ability to hear God. Mm -hmm. You know, I started praying those safe prayers that if God didn't come through, no big deal, right? Mm -hmm. There wasn't much on the line, but in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't walking in my calling, because I had let disappointment and discouragement um, cause me to be bitter and to kind of uh, shut off my heart from the Lord, mm-hmm. I 
just, I, I mean, I didn't cast off restraint, but I was, right. I was drifting. And so it was just a matter of time before I fully cast off restraint. Um, and so we need that prophetic vision to know what God's calling us to do and to stay in alignment with it because there are people's lives at stake. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in disobedience if we don't, and yeah. it's miserable to not be in line with God's, God's will. Yeah, for sure. Kind of gave me a picture in my mind about Jonah, Nineveh, you know, things like that. Cause I think I remember when you were talking about it, it had to do with location, right? When that happened, yeah, we, we uprooted our family and moved to Colorado Springs. We had a, a ministry dream that we felt God gave us scripture confirmation and all this stuff. But once we were there, just, it didn't take off. Mm-hmm. And I was too focused on the things that didn't happen. I couldn't see the amazing things that God did do mm-hmm. while we were in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Um, and I remember my husband, I was just struggling and my husband would ask, you know, let me pray for you. And I'm like, no, you know, God's sovereign. I'm just along for the ride. You mm-hmm. know, he's going to do what he's going to do. And then we moved to North Carolina. I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt like, okay, God has a purpose for my husband being here. He works for Samaritan's Purse. You know, all of that is great. He loves it. They love him. But I felt forgotten. You know, Mm. God, I had these ministry dreams. Why, you know, why did you bring me? I felt like North Carolina was the desert, even though it's not desert at all. Actually, Colorado Springs was more desert than (laughs) North Carolina, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a hard season, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything because God has spoken so many encouraging words to me about it. Mm, That's beautiful. And it kind of reminds us that sometimes we can feel left out even by God. There, there's different times where we might see, I think Lisa Turkhurst wrote, wrote a book about it. Anyway, you know, like we get left out of circles or not invited to something or whatever, but, but it, it can be really, really painful when we feel like that's something that God is like leaving us in a season of just complacency, but he never does that. So I, I love how you were teaching us that and sharing about that, about your own experience. So today, yeah. if someone, you know, is moving to another location or another position at work or, you know, just any change in their life that was something they did not anticipate. It's not a surprise to God, right, Julie? No. And one scripture that always kind of calms me down mm-hmm. is it's in Galatians, and it says, keeping in step with the Spirit. Mm. Yeah. When he's running, we will have the energy to run. We will have the vision to run with. We will have everything we need. But when he's slowing down, that we need to slow down because he knows what we need in that season as well. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, just keeping in step with him. Things will happen when they need to. Doors will open when they need to. And you can just look behind you and thank God that he was guiding and leading all along the way, even though it didn't make sense. Because if we get bitter in that disappointment, that's where we get stuck. And then we're not doing anyone any good. Matter of fact, where the Bible says the bitterness poisons everybody, right? And so that mm. we just need to always keep our heart checked with the Lord. And and he's called us to be fruitful, not successful. Mm. 
and, yeah. and success looks very different to him. And I've seen fruit in my life as I've just been obedient in the big steps and the small steps. I love that. He's calling us to be fruitful, not successful. That's going in the show notes. I like to put some of my favorite quotes from the show in the show notes, and that was a really good one. But when you think about it, too, like you were saying, sometimes there's a there's a time of slowing down. It doesn't mean nothing's happening. You know, God may be using this time to equip us for something new that he's bringing along down the road. And it kind of makes me feel like it's, it's similar to a seed in the ground. Mm. You know, we don't, we don't see that seed in the ground at all, but that doesn't mean it's not doing something like that. Something is not happening, but it needs, it needs the water. It needs the nutrients from the soil and all of that to continue. And then it might be some time before we see it poke through the soil and start to rise. And so that is really exciting. I remember those science projects. You probably did that with your kids too. When they would play at something in the little, like, what was it? Milk cartons. Yeah. <laughs> cut the top yeah. off and then you yeah. put dirt <laughs> and they can, they can grow things. So it's just so many things tie back to those metaphors and those examples. And, you know, Jesus used so many things like that too, to teach us. So I was going to say, that's where community comes in. Doris, because mm-hmm. we're tempted to go dig it up and look at it and say, are you germinating yet? Are you doing anything? <laughs> you know, yeah. but as we need to leave it planted, we need someone to constantly remind us he's, he's working behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You don't need to go dig it up and, and question. Um, but there's also the, I think I was shocked to see that bamboo grew in North Carolina here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. bamboo grows. And I was shocked to see it. But isn't it bamboo that it takes a long time to sprout something above the ground? Mm. But then as soon as it does, it grows by feet. It doesn't grow by centimeters over a long period of time. It like shoots up once it's out of that hard ground. And so I'm constantly reminded of that. God's God's timing is perfect. Mm. I, I had a I had someone tell me one time they were trying to be encouraging. But they were like, oh, you're so faithful. The way they said it was like, you keep working at this thing, even though nothing's really happening. You know, this was a long time ago. But um, and I was initially offended because it was it just felt like an underhanded slap. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in essence, I felt like God was saying, yeah, you're faithful. Those roots are going deep. And I am I'm laying the foundation for you for when it is time for the above the ground work, you'll have that foundation laid. Those roots will be deep. Somebody is encouraged by that right now. Of course, all of us are because it happens in our lives and patience is so important. You know, all the fruit of the spirit is so important for us to remember, not just some of them. Like we can't just be kind and forget all the other ones or, you know, can't, just be loving and forget all the other ones because they all are so important in our life. And just the reminder that we do go into those germinating seasons. And I like how you said, we're tempted to dig it up. Like look at it. Bad idea. Cause then you got to start over again. Right. (laughs) And it feels like an exercise in futility. I'm like, yeah, my husband, I'm like, "I'm, I'm not getting anywhere. He's like, don't talk to me about futility. Look at Noah. 
You know, he mm. built this ark. He just hammered away for years and years yeah. and years until one day he was like, oh, that's what it was for, you know. Right. But inside he didn't know. <laughs> he just kept doing what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And just in the midst of persecution and yeah. everybody like laughing at him and thinking he's nuts. Right. <laughs> you know. That's cute. I love it. Yeah. Because we, we kind of forget about how that would really feel. And so sometimes when we step out in faith and do something, there's going to be people in our lives that are going to speak encouragement into it and support and love and prayers and support us in prayer. And then there are going to be those people who are going to mock whatever God is trying to do. And it's really not against us because the Holy Spirit offends, you know, Yeah. when someone does not believe or understand what it is that God wants to do in our lives. And so that's a perfect opportunity for gospel sharing for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, well, what is on your horizon? What are you working on right now? Um, I am writing a book proposal. It is, as you know, Doris, it is a long process. I don't know if it took you a long time, but I'm doing it in the cracks of time that I have with mm -hmm. my two boys still at home and such. But I'm I'm gearing up for more podcasting. I had mm -hmm. to pull back a little bit because of my special needs son. And then I'm speaking in 2023 and I'm going to be opening my calendar again. But I'm speaking at a retreat in September and it's all about our identity in Christ and how that matters because it determines how we show up in the world. But yeah, I'm just doing what God has asked me to do. I love to help women get their God-given dream off the ground while becoming deeply grounded in him. Mm. You know, the enemy would love inactivity right. just to kind of wander aimlessly around. And, and there's all these things inside of us that God wants to get out into the world. And so I'm creating my websites under construction, but we're creating some, some new things. So it'll be exciting when I launch it. Nice. I love that. And this encouragement too, because not only are you called to speak and write and those things, you're a mom and you also are a mom to a special needs son, which so many women can relate to how difficult it can be, like you said, to find the cracks of time to do the things that God's calling you to do. But perseverance is another good word. That's good, Doris. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I have a special needs son, but another woman might have a prodigal. Another mm -hmm. woman might have an alcoholic husband, you know, whatever yeah. it is, they feel like they mm -hmm. can't move forward in ministry because of these things. Mm -hmm. Takes up too much time, too much mental energy. God's called them and they can just take those steps as he shows them. He can take care of the other things. Well, that is so encouraging, Julie, talking about how God has a calling on our life and that it's important to be obedient in the small things and take just one step forward at a time. We might see these dreams ahead that we want to do this. We want to write a book. We want to, maybe we want to start a preschool, maybe, we, you know, different yeah. things that he's calling us to do. But uh, it does start by small steps of obedience. When he sees that he can entrust us with the small things, he can 
expand the yes. borders with larger things. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that book that our friend Rachel Adams just wrote, Little yes. Goes a Long Way. Mm-hmm. That is really important. That was a huge message. Very, very huge. We all need reminding of these things. Yeah. Because the world can be messy and the whole thing of comparison, we can we can start looking at where someone else is and think, why aren't I there by now? Or what happened to that person that they got a break and I did? You know, those are the kind of things that the enemy wants to work on us with. Yeah. And that just distracts us from what God's doing in our own lives. And we never know who's watching us and how we are going to steward well with the things that God's entrusted to us. Yeah, and it's not so. it's not always the enemy or the world, yeah. right? Sometimes it's just our mm-hmm. own internal dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do True. this because X, Y, Z. Well, who said that? Right. You know, if God's called you to it, obviously you can. Yeah. Or how we try to think what other people are thinking when they're not even thinking that. No. <laughs> they're not even <laughs> thinking about us. And we're like, I wonder what yeah. they're thinking. They're like, I have, I know. yeah, I don't know where that comes from, but yeah, <laughs> we all struggle with that at one mm-hmm. point or another. Yeah. Not even on the radar kind of thing, but <laughs> well, I love this so much and it's been so encouraging. And I know that the listener today, it's not by any accident that you're listening to this episode with Julie and Julie, if you could share how the listener can connect with you, I would love that. Sure. Uh, the most straightforward way would be to go to stuff of heaven. Dot com. That's the website. Again, it's pretty basic right now. We're working on it. Um, I have a download, the, a freebie that you can get. It's called Seven Ways to Know if Your Dream is from God or Not. Mm-hmm. And it asks seven questions to kind of evaluate, you know, is this the right dream for me? And is it the right mm-hmm. timing? So you can do that. And then I'm also on Instagram at Julie underscore E underscore Holmquist. And, um, so yeah, those are the things that then Kairos moments podcast, I am going to be gearing up to get another season out. Fantastic. I love that so much. And I don't care about SEO. Kairos is awesome. It's straight from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Can't beat that. Of course he's, he's over all the SEO stuff anyway, but right. You know, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure having you on. I am so thankful for you in your heart for others. That you want to see others be that seed that grows and blooms for Jesus yeah. as part of the body of Christ, as as part of the church to further his kingdom. Yeah. And that's the big picture. Yes. Seeing the gifts and other people, calling them out, empowering them and just cheering them on all along the way brings me so much joy. Well, I can definitely see that comes out and everything you do. So thanks, Doris. Thank you, friend. I hope to have you back on again sometime. Yeah, same. You were on my podcast too. And it was such an enjoyable episode. You'll have to include the link in your show notes as well. I will do that. Fun idea. Yeah, I had such a great time with you. And and yeah, so when your book comes out, we're going to do this again or even before. Sounds good. It's all God's timing. Yes. <laughs> Kairos, Kairos moment. So friend, thank you so much and God bless you and your ministry and your family. And we will talk soon. Thank you, Doris. I loved it. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that you were super blessed and inspired and encouraged by the words that Julie shared with us today. I know I 
am always encouraged when I talk with Julie and she is truly called and gifted to speak truth and encourage others. And I'm sure that you really got that from her during our conversation. And I love how she said that God calls us to be fruitful, not successful. And success looks different in God's economy. So it's not that he doesn't want us to be successful, but he just wants us to be successful in fruit bearing. And that's what it looks like in God's economy and not the world's economy. Because the world will tell us we need things, we need more, more, more. But really, what we need is more of him. And also, I love how we were talking about people in our lives might discourage us by their words, but sometimes we need to hear them. And I love how Julie reminds us to consider the source. Is it someone who has our best interests at heart and are invested in a relationship with us? All great things to ponder today and in the days to come. And I hope you'll check out the show notes and connect with Julie. The links are in there for you to grab the things that she talked about in the show and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. And Julie and I both would love to speak at your next women's event. So check it out, friends. And I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 